Hey everybody, you're listening to the Naked Songwriter Podcast, Aquarius Full Moon Edition, August 15th, 
this is a real kind of prime opportunity to look at some of the Jupiter areas of life. And Jupiter, and especially Jupiter in his own sign of Sagittarius. So Sagittarius, the universal fire sign, it wants to find the truth. It wants to share the gospel, share the good news with everybody. The truth will set you free, says um, Sagittarius and Jupiter and Sag. And um, it really has a a big bearing on or, or an influence on the stories that we tell ourselves. So I kind of look at this Jupiter, uh, this year with Jupiter and Sag as it's all about the meta narratives that we're living our lives by. And most of those, unfortunately, for most of us are invisible most of the time. That was a lot of mosts Jupiter would probably approve. But when Jupiter's retrograde, so from April 10th through August 11th, what tends to happen or what wants to happen is Jupiter wants us to kind of slow down, slow our roll a little bit in, you know, how we're dealing with the outer world and go into the inner world, much like Mercury retrograde. But with Jupiter to be focused on what is the most abundant story that I can tell myself? And over the last four or five months, Jupiter had lots of help. He had help with uh, from Mercury retrograde, from Mars and Cancer, um, Mars's fall sign, or, or one of the most challenging places for Mars to be. Um, the Cancer Capricorn eclipses. So all of these things were kind of conspiring. If you've been listening to um, any of the podcasts, or if you joined in the Beyond Mind group that we did around the eclipses and Mercury retrograde. You know, you're aware that uh, there's a, been a big, big focus this year on ancestral patterns, family of origin, trauma, um, I mean, trauma, dysfunction, sort of the negative internal self-talk that we learned. Um, and I believe that we're all the product of child abuse, um, whether conscious or unconscious in the West. So you know, we've all come into adulthood carrying this heavy load of toxic shame and these really negative beliefs about ourselves. And that's been a lot of the landscape of the last four months is that stuff just coming up, you know, cyclically coming up to the surface to be purged, to be expunged, to be let go of. And while that was going on, and especially, you know, I mean, just a, I know a lot of people um, who have been having some really, really intense experiences of, you know, things that they didn't even know happened, you know, coming, surfacing, or just seeing, hearing, feeling how incredibly intense the shutdown was, you know, in childhood. And some of this can come from ancestors from past lives as well. But basically... Um, you know, the letting go of all that stuff is really good for us in the long run. It's also hard to think about meta narratives when you're just trying to make it through the day without killing yourself, you know, um, or, or self-medicating yourself to the point of oblivion. So right now, as Jupiter's still stationary, just starting to slowly inch forward this week, you know, first of all, I want to just tune you into the fact that that abundance, that positive, good luck, good fortune you know, adventurous, um, exuberant energy of Jupiter is going to return. 
and it's probably going to be early to mid-September when that's in, in really full, full-fledged um, Jupiter in his power. But right now is a really key time for looking at what's my, what's my big picture story? What's the meta-narrative here? And Jupiter and Sag, you know, the, the challenging side of that is that it tends to blow up um, fundamentalists of all stripe. Unfor- unfortunately, not blow them up like detonate them with bombs, but um, blast them off the planet. But it tends to inflate um, fundamentalism because Sagittarius wants to find the truth. And once it finds its truth, it tends to, in very fire sign fashion, you know, and it's the universal fire sign. It tends to believe that its truth is valid for everybody. And, you know, so Sagittarians can be very opinionated um, and very pushy with their truths if they're not conscious of, um, you know, if they haven't done a little conscious work on themselves. But so we're going to see more of the crazy neo-Nazi shit, you know, the crazy, like, just fundamentalists of all stripes are going to be coming out of the woodwork again with Jupiter direct. However, the positive energy here that I want to tune you into is that, you know, what do those people have that actually gives them the power that they have, you know, usually for short durations, but sometimes for much longer, they have belief. You know, they've fanatically bought into this worldview that somehow works for them, you know, and usually in really twisted ways. But that's what so many of us who are spiritual, who are empaths, who are healers, who are artists, you know, creatives, that's what so many of us lack is that belief in, you know, ourselves or in a higher purpose. And, you know, it's like we give a lot of um, lip service to our ideals as Buddhists or as artists or, you know, as healers, but why aren't we out changing the world? Well, we are. Okay. Um, So I'm going to back down from that statement, but what I am going to say is that this is such an opportunity to really tune into what is the story, the guiding, you know, the myth, the, the mythology of self the mythology of self in the world, my, my mythos around relationships, around money, around connection, around society, around what's possible. What are those stories? What are the real stories that I'm operating by? Most of which, again, come from family, dysfunctional family systems, um, really traumatized, wounded ancestors, you know, challenging um, karma from past lives, however you want to spin that. Most of those stories aren't really conscious, right? And this is a key moment to become conscious of what the real story is that is guiding our actions, you know, limiting our, our behavior, limiting our options from its hiding places in the subconscious. And juxtapose that with what do I want to believe? You know, what, are, what do I really believe um, is possible for myself? What do, I, what do I believe is possible in the world if I could just change my story so that I was actually living by that? You know, how might that shift things for me? So we still have, and I would say this is, you know, again, a prime moment, uh, the month of August, to really tune into that. Part of the, part of the um, 
if not most of the good luck, good fortune energy of Jupiter actually is a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. So, you know, I always talk about like Sagittarius being the sign where it's like, you know, I owe $2,000 rent and it's due on the first and, you know, it's the 30th and I have like a hundred bucks and so I'm, you know, I'm way short of the rent. Well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go out and like buy everybody drinks. And then, on, you know, on the way home, they find like $1,900 or whatever uh, lying in the gutter or somebody shows up, you know, and says, hey, man, I heard you needed money for rent. Here you go. I'll cover you. You just do this for me. So there's this kind of last minute um, fulfillment energy with Sagittarius and with Jupiter, but it's based on. But there often is fulfillment. Often the are optimistic beliefs um, turn out to be true, turn out to be grounded in reality. Why? Because we're putting our spirit, fire, passion, energy into those beliefs so so fervently, so powerfully that they have to come true. You know, that the universe is like, oh, okay, you really want this. Let me give it to you. So it's a good uh, moment for checking in on that stuff. And in order to get into that mindset of, of Jupiterian exuberance or optimism, you know, we have to recognize that, um, and I'm just kind of hearing this a lot from people, you know, in a way it feels like this, the summer in the Northern hemisphere was really kind of hijacked by all of this really intense family of origin, um, inner child stuff that was surfacing in the eclipses and the Mercury retrograde. And, you know, we can, it's really easy to buy into the story. Oh, we're running out of time. You know, we didn't really get the, the fun or the, the positive energy of, of summer that we're supposed to get. And now we're going back into the fall when everything gets serious and it's going to get cold and blah, blah, blah. And in a bigger picture on a meta level, it's that's often how we look at our lives, especially if there was any substantial trauma, abuse, abandonment, neglect um, that you went through in childhood outside of school, you know, prison, prison for kids. Um, there's a tender to, tendency to kind of disasterize things, right? And just be like, oh, man, it's really sucked for the last few months. And I, all I've been doing is just processing this trauma and trying to, like, make it through and you know, money's bad. Venus is combust. My, my partner doesn't love me anymore. You know, it's just like, everything's going to hell. And then the energy shifted around us, you know, we, as we get towards the end of the month, but we're not seeing that because we're still stuck in, you know, just the sense of having missed out. Right. You know, and at the same time, I want to acknowledge that it has been really rough for a lot of us. And, you know, especially if you're an empath, if you're a, a highly sensitive person, some people are just freaking spun out out there. You know, people are just like free falling. And, um, you know, so we're, we're feeling our own stuff, but we're also feeling the stuff of the people around us, the stuff from the collective. So it has not been an easy time. Um, it will probably continue to not be an easy time in a lot of ways. However, that there is this big shift of opportunity that's kicking in. So um, I want to talk more about the bigger picture. Um, I'm going to take a little break and, and play you some new music. And then we'll also talk about Mercury retrograde and um, that cycle wrapping up right as we head into the Aquarius full moon. 
So stick around. We'll be back in a couple minutes here. performance looping piece I've been working on called aptly enough inside so um I'll play a little bit more of that for you at the end of the show but with uh mercury coming back to the degree of the retrograde so most of the mercury retrograde happened in the sign of cancer which is where the eclipse action was in July and you know cancer obviously the the sign that governs the family of origin dynamic 
But Mercury stationed retrograde in Leo, and so Mercury's back in Leo. And, you know, Mercury in Leo is about how our thinking reflects or projects out our inner divinity. So how do we express ourselves? Are we expressing ourselves authentically, joyfully, creatively? You know, Leo's the sign of the sun. The sun wants to shine. It, it wants to radiate, bring life wherever it goes. And um, I think that really ties into the Jupiter station and this energy of Jupiter returning to direct motion. And it's also bringing up, you know, it's, it's wanting to bring to culmination the cycle of um, self-exploration that began in the beginning of July with the Mercury retrograde. So, um, you know, again, if things are feeling really intense, if you're being confronted by what feel like failures or inadequacies or internal criticism, criticism from other people, what you really want to look at right now under this Aquarius full moon and as we move forward in this cycle as where, you know, where my stories are limited, where my beliefs are small, where I'm censoring myself, where I find myself holding back, where I'm ashamed, embarrassed, afraid, resentful, all of the things that, you know, the other emotions that emanate from the toxic shame that was um, dumped into us in childhood. You really want to look at this as this isn't a curse on me. This isn't that I'm missing out and everybody else is having a great time because Jupiter's direct and, you know, it's the sun's in Leo. Woohoo, right? Uh, and somehow I'm, I'm missing out. You know, I'm getting the short end of the stick. You want to look at it as this is the moment where I get to really understand what I was experiencing over the last two or three months. And with Mercury direct, Mercury, the planet of the mind, I get to change my thoughts now. This is the easiest possible time for me to change my thinking and to correct the faulty patterns of, of thought or perception that were made so apparent to me over the last couple of months throughout eclipse season. So, um, again, really key moment. And the, the full moon in Aquarius, you know, I'm not sure what to say about that. Um, it, it's a full moon in Aquarius. It's full moon. It was beautiful moon, um, here in Miami over the, over the ocean. And, um, the moon in Aquarius, it, you know, it's going to illuminate full moons always bring that, which was kind of in the subconscious or, or locked away in the emotional body. It, it tries to bring that out into the open. So it's going to bring up our thoughts and feelings about society and about our relation to our, our tribe, to our society, to our friends with, um, the sun and, and Venus both in the same degree in Leo and Venus combust. I mean, that's an important part of the picture of the full moon. And I've just been kind of, as I've been tuning into what's happening, you know, the snippets of news that I get tuned into with the shootings, um, I believe last weekend, you know, and then the motorcycle backfiring in Times Square and the tourists kind of stampeding, you know, it's like, there's, it's just, when are we going to take over, right? You know, how do we take over? What, what 
how do we take over the power? Because the people who are running this show, it's a total shit show, man. You know, and it's not, I just keep getting this energy and this is very Aquarian, you know, the revolutionary side of Aquarian energy, which I feel like is being um, pulled out of us or, or emphasized at this full moon. It's like, hey, man, we need to express ourselves, you know, as fully as possible. And when we do that, we take over because we are more beautiful. We have more light. We have more power. We have the blessing of the good forces in the universe. This is the time, you know, post 2012, where everything is destined to change. You can look at it through the lens of Pluto and Capricorn. American Revolution, French Revolution, Protestant Reformation, these revolutionary periods where the entire world changed virtually overnight. So that's going to happen again. It's in the process of happening now. And how do we facilitate that? Well, we facilitate that by Leo, the the um, contrary to Aquarius, the, the not opposite really, but the, the balance by stepping into our divine self, by stepping into our creative self-expression, by being joyfully authentic in the world. And again, you know, the, the paradox here is that many of us are not feeling very joyful, not feeling very capable of much authentic, positive self-expression right now. But we have to recognize that that's just because of the nature of the cycles that have been happening and that that energy is shifting, even if we're not perceiving it yet. And the shift is going to come on pretty fast. So by the time we get to August 30th, there's a Virgo new moon where the sun, moon, Venus, Mercury, and Mars are all in the early degrees of Virgo. They're trying Uranus and Taurus, the Awakener, um, trying Saturn and Capricorn, so Saturn's structure of the world. And um, Jupiter is going to be you know, getting close to, to cruising speed at that point. So um, I just want to like have you you know recognize that even if it doesn't feel like it's changing, it is changing. And what we want to, I feel like, be thinking about during this time period is like, hey man, you know this the kind of shit that President Trump is is saying, you know, about um, immigrants and just inflaming the nationalism, you know, xenophobic nationalism all of the ignorant things that are happening out there in the world that that's not our world. You know, that is not our world. That's not cool with us. You know, go ahead and do your thing, but do your thing over on the side there and don't involve the rest of us. And really the way we do that, the way we create that revolution is again, by expressing ourselves authentically and fully. So even if you don't feel capable of that now, this is the way you want to strategize through August, you know, is when I get to September, where do I want to be? You know, what do I need to, to kind of, um, when I have the energy, when I have the ability to focus and most of that, you know, honestly, and this is speaking of Uranus, the awakener, the enlightener, Uranus teaches us that, um, the way we really, are powerful, authentically powerful, and the way we express ourselves, you know, with um, the most authenticity, with the most joy, with the most freedom, is by unlayering, by letting go of the old programming, the old trauma stuff. So if you're stuck in that right now, and you're just kind of grinding along and just feeling like, man, I'm so spun out, 
you know, don't buy into the shame programming, which is, you know, just such a key component of all of the traumatization that happens to us, you know, by the time we become adults, that somehow it's your fault, you know, well, if I, I should be better, if I was doing better at this, I wouldn't be feeling so sad. You know, if I, um, didn't have that, you know, bad dietary habit or whatever, I'd have more energy, you know, and the underlying beliefs there are, but I suck, I'm worthless, I'm not good enough, I'll never be good enough. That's what the whole media marketing game is rigged, you know, to where you're just absorbing thousands and thousands of messages, you know, probably millions of messages by the time you're in your 30s or 40s, all really cunningly, scientifically tested and designed to reinforce your belief in your unworthiness and and your belief that you know life is this basically it's this game that you got to try so hard to win but you know you're never going to win it and ultimately it's because you know you basically you're inferior but if you buy enough you know clothes from the gap or you buy enough um french fries from mcdonald's or whatever you know, you buy enough pharmaceuticals from all the pharmaceutical companies, then, you know, maybe you can kind of make it through and you can look like you're successful, but ultimately you're doomed to fail, right? Dude, I mean, I've been, I've been preaching the same message since the year 2000 or so. I think I kind of fell off the, the wagon on, on this truth for a while. Um, you know, I had to focus on the on getting the internal stuff, uh, dealing with my own stuff. And also, that message is still as vibrant as it was when it first started coming to me, you know, around the late 90s, early aughts. It's bullshit, man. This whole system is just so totally fucked. It's so totally corrupt. And I love, look, I love planet Earth. Um, I used to not want to be here, you know, in in my 30s and and 20s. It was life felt very heavy and burdensome because of all the trauma I went through and all the shame I absorbed as a child and as a monk in many past lives, you know, all that stuff. But I love the, I love planet Earth. I think Earth is beautiful, you know. Um, I went down to I was talking to my son on Facetime earlier and I had to go to the drugstore and get some allergy medicine because my allergies were just kind of like going through the roof and um and then I'm like right by the beach and just like kind of my feet started moving toward the beach and I just wasn't even thinking about the fact that it's a full moon and you can usually see the full moon in the sky and I like kind of came up over the little dune there and boom the moon is just like right there above the the water and just the swath of light you know shining on the water the picture that I used for the uh, podcast blog post and I mean people you know the people there are people on the beach and like you know speaking all these different languages and there's guys singing songs about la, la luna in Spanish you know sitting on a blanket drinking some beers and there are people just like frozen by the majesty of what they're seeing you know and it's like man, this planet is paradise. It's like garden planet. It could be heaven on earth, you know? But we can't, I mean, it's just like, I don't see how we can support, you know, as United States of America citizens, at least, 
how can we support, you know, our government with money, with anything, with any kind of uh, credence or, or acting as if it's okay what we're doing in the world, you know, what's being done in our names. I mean, it's a really like, it's so fucking over, right? But we don't, we're not going to win the game because the game is rigged, right? We're not going to win by marching on Washington. I mean, if you want to march on Washington, I think that's great. You know, if you want to march in the streets in Denver, or Atlanta, or Portland, wherever you live, you know, go for it. Have a good time. You know, it's like wave your, wave your signs, wear your, your pussy hat. All that stuff is like, you know, it's good. It's fun. Right. But what really changes it is us internally saying no enough. That's how we, that's how we stop the cycle of abuse. Right. Is we find the courage. We unlayer enough of the old programming to have access to our no to have access to the courage to say enough, no more, no mas. I'm not taking that from you anymore. And we can't do that in isolation. You might be able to do it and make it stick for a while in isolation, like in your relationship, right? But in order to really push, um, you know, set a boundary against addiction or abuse or um, any negative, pervasive, parasitic energy, we need each other. We need um, to be witnessed by our tribe, by like-minded humans, by people who can see our whole selves and validate that for us. So, I mean, that's the other piece, right, is we have to connect with one another and we have to encourage one another in be being who you are, you know, doing your thing. And you know, if you got money out there, if you're like loaded, um, you know, help the people out that are doing something, you know, use your money to support the people that are putting out, you know, that are modeling the new way of living. There's so many great artists out there on Patreon, uh, Gumroad, you know, I mean, in your community, you know, not just on, on the internet, but live that are doing really cool stuff. I've featured some of them on this podcast before. And, um, you know, you can connect with them through my Facebook or Instagram page. It's like, support those people, man. Like find out, I mean, seriously, like if you got like a hundred thousand bucks lying around and you're saving it for retirement, in my opinion, that's a really stupid way to live because, uh, first of all, what, you know, what's retirement? Well, it's just like going along with the government supported. Oh, now you're old and irrelevant. Hey, what? I mean, nowadays you can go into an active swinging seniors community, I guess, if that's your thing. But it's like, you know, put, put that, put your money, put your capital, put your energy into what you believe in. And, I, and we all have to do that. It's not just about money, right? It's about supporting the people that we look up to, that we vibe with, because they're, they're doing what we want to do. And it's that connection that takes everything from dream to reality. So uh, I'm going to wrap this up here, but there's a great um, documentary about the Grateful Dead that came out a couple years ago. It's on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime called Long Strange Trip. And it's a six-part documentary, and it really goes into the, the sociology and the mindset of what was happening in San Francisco in the 60s when the Grateful Dead started out and 
you know, it's like if you really dig into the cultural movement of the 1960s, you realize that the mass market media perception that this was some hippy dippy, you know, utopian ideology. It was a really beautiful experiment, man, in the summer of love, but it, it was doomed to fail because, you know, it, it was like, it was too good to be true. It was like based in delusion and fantasy, you know? And so of course it failed, right? That's, that's total bullshit too. I mean, the Grateful Dead freaking changed the world. They changed the music industry. You know, they, they, they changed, I mean, and not just the dead, right? It's like Kerouac and the Beats and Ken Kesey before them. You know, they turned the world on. All those people collectively turned the world on to psychedelics, man. They turned us on to these possibilities that life existed past the drab uniformity of the 50s, right? And yeah, it didn't sustain. We didn't, you know, they didn't manage to create a giant commune that everybody lived happily and ever after, and we could all be naked and roll around in the mud, right? But that was one wave. And now we're at the next wave. And this is the big one. You know, we're, we're three years away from the end of Pluto, the Pluto and Capricorn era. So coincident, you know, going back with the timing of the American Revolution just in the last cycle. So there are all these new ideas, just like in the last cycle, that um, are burgeoning. You know, again, whether we're aware of how widespread they are or not, and most people aren't. But this is it, man. We're the next wave, you know? And so how do we do it? Well, we do it through art. We do it through music. We do it through connecting, you know? And it's like, it's great if you go to yoga and you say hi to your yoga friends after, you know, or the people that do downward dog next to you after class. And then you retreat back to your isolation and your, you know, your single passenger or sing, you know, you're the one driver, whatever. And, you know, go back to your cubicle or go back home or whatever. I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not rapping on, on anybody because we're all doing the best we can here. And at the same time, that's not good enough. You know, it's not good enough to just be like, oh, I'm doing my little things over here. I'm, I'm doing my mindfulness meditation, but I'm never going to leave the house. It's challenging, man. It's challenging because, you know, if you're in this vibe, you're probably an HSP, you're probably an empath, you know, you've probably got gadzooks of old fucking trauma from, you know, because we're the ones that get like that absorb it the most deeply. And at the same time, man, this is when we got to connect. We have to connect. We have to take that risk of putting ourselves out there and wait till the time is right. You know, um, I'm, I'm prophesying that the time is going to be right, right around the end of August going into September. Um, you know, but we need to take that risk of, of connecting and, Last thought on this whole thing is you're coming back full circle to Jupiter going direct. And Jupiter, once he picks up speed going into September, October, he's going to be whipping through the last half of Sagittarius and just like flying through. And the faster he goes, the more opportunity there's going to be, the more intense it's going to be, the more crazy things are going to get. And we want to be poised to take advantage of that, right? So going back to that meta narrative idea it's like who would who would you be if you weren't shackled by fear if you weren't 
you know, just um, constantly self-censoring or holding yourself back because of fear of what your parents or your kids or your coworkers or your partner is going to say, how they're going to react. And I, I feel like there's this paradoxical energy of, and th- this came through um, in the Beyond Mind group, and it was channeled in by several of the members, like independently of one another in different calls. And basically, it's this energy that if you're sensitive, hiding trying to shield yourself doesn't really work anymore because that's not the the nature of the bigger energetic cycle we're in. What works is really blowing up with the light, like really firing up and taking that chance to go out there with your thing and to share your thing, to share your truth. You know, and ideally it's like an artistic creative truth because that's, as my friend Mary Gilbert says, that's the one fucking thing that human, or it's the one thing that humans haven't fucked up, haven't managed to fuck up is like, it's the one thing we can do that the other species can't do. I mean, that's good. That doesn't involve killing, poisoning, maiming, abusing, um, cutting cutting up, uh, is we can do art, we can make art, you know, we can do creative things, we can make the world, we can beautify um, our experience, we can tell stories that are beautiful and uplifting and challenging and weird and, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. That's where it is. We got to do it. You know, we can't, we can't buy into the fucking bullshit post-capitalist, um, abuser user patriarchal parasitic society anymore you know we can't afford it so let's don't afford it let's create the alt to it you know which is why we came here and we do that by just being as authentic as we can be by finding our joy you know by having the courage to express our joy to express our reality and again we can't do that in isolation we need one another so whatever your gift is you know i want to just encourage you that now is the time you know as we get later in the month of august going into september people be ready because um it's all happening man it's all about to go down and we get to decide whether it's just you know descent into the stone ages more of the the freaking shit show that we've gotten used to or whether we go, you know, we create a carnival, right? Like they, like they did in the sixties. And, um, I'm voting for the carnival. I'm voting for the show. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I hope that you found this inspiring. I'm going to play you some more of, uh, inside and, um, I'll be back at the new moon of Virgo in a couple of weeks until then. This is your old pal DK saying, may you go with the stars.